Hello, humans, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 84. Recording <laughs> Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. I am one of your hosts, Chris, VG Occasion Salty Stern. Um, this week on the podcast, we are going to try to explain the David versus Goliath story of hashtag GameStonk, uh, where Redditors are trying to take down hedge funds and enrich themselves in the process, all via GameStop. Um, <laughs> joining me to try and unravel this mysterious tale of our times are all of my usual co-hosts. Uh, I would like to first introduce John Swanson. What's up, man? Trying to wrap my head around the mysteries of the stock market. What's up with you? Yeah. Oh, the same. I thought I kind of understood how the stock market worked. And then I heard about this Reddit thing and the short selling. And I don't know what the fuck they're talking about at all. We'll try and figure it out for everyone. Uh, we'll next, do it together. We got Angie Sellers. How's it going, Angie? Good. How are you guys doing? Vibin. Vibin. I like it. Bringing in the fourth chair is AJ ID. AJ, what's up? Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm doing pretty well today. I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a wild ride. Strap in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From Econ 101 out, and we'll uh, be doing a lecture all hour, so um, I need full attention. Um, speaking of full attention, I'm going to give attention to the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at mngamerspodcast on twitter.com. If you do not use Twitter, you can hit us up via email in the old-fashioned way at our email address, podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Mostlynormalgamers.com is our website, hopefully soon to be updated. You know, It's always in update limbo because we're constantly bringing new stuff to the table for you all. Um, you can go check it out though. And while you're there, you have the opportunity to sign up for Mostly Normal Monthly, our monthly newsletter. Uh, it can also be found at mngamers.substack.com. That's where you can read uh, some of our back posts, our older posts, and it comes out on the second Monday of every month. So start brainstorming the next one, as always, constantly working on that somehow. Um, we're going to jump into what we've been playing, and I want to start out with... The man, the myth, the legend, John. John, what are you playing this week? Uh, well, I bought that Cyber Shadow game, which is the eight-bit Ninja Gaiden-like game that Yacht Club came out with. Y'all probably remember Yacht Club from Shovel Knight. Yeah, I think For they the are. Aren't they working on that with one other developer too? I keep seeing another logo when it's shown off. It could be, but. Uh, I must have missed that logo or perhaps just not paid attention to it on the loading screen, but yeah, um, I'm not very far into it, but I did just, uh, get on my PC and realize it's yet again, another game that's on game pass. Indeed. So, I was going to say, yeah, anyway, I'm, but you know, I'm usually, I'm fine if I do that and it's like an indie developer it's, cause it was like 17 bucks. So whatever you're supporting an indie developer, that's no big deal, but, um, Anyway, I, I haven't gotten too far into it other than to, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it's yet again another game that I purchased on my Switch because that's on my that's on Game Pass. 
I keep doing it. Repeated behaviors, repeated mistakes, man. I just never learned my lesson, I guess. Um, and then uh, I've been using my state-of-the-art PlayStation 5 to play a brand new game that nobody's ever heard of called Yakuza 0. Nice. Um, yeah. I've, which I've is, played that too, some, like off and on. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's interesting. It's almost like a uh, Telltale game to some extent because it, it's not... There's not a ton of interactivity to it yet, I guess. I'm kind of just scratching the surface, even though I'm six or seven hours into it, I think, because based okay. on how long to beat.com, it's going to take me a minimum of 31 hours to beat. So, well, yeah, and uh, I think it gets pretty in depth with some of the mechanics as far as like you basically become like a landlord slash slumlord guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and you're two characters. You have, like, all these businesses that you own or whatever and stuff. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I just switched to the second character of two. So you start with Kiryu, who's like the main protagonist, and then, uh, yeah, God damn it, I can't remember the second Slash guy's name. Realtor. <laughs> yeah, and but it's oh, super you mean interesting. My life story: Chris, <laughs> protagonist and realtor, yeah. <laughs> real estate agent. Um, exactly. Yes. So. I'm interested in you comparing uh, a Yakuza game to uh, Telltale because aren't these beat-em-ups? Aren't these like 3D beat-em-up games where you just fight hordes of enemies? Uh, well, kind, not really. It's okay. It's one. It's super funny. Um, like when it introduces you to the combat, you basically face different, uh, not hordes, but like groups. I guess I would say like a group of like three to five or six dudes and they're in different categories and I can kind of see how they turned it into a turn-based game now that I'm playing it uh because you'll just be walking in the street and four dudes will be like hey you stop and they'll like run up to you and you get into a fight with them Uh, (laughs) I try to run away as much as possible I'm like no you can't get yeah (laughs) but it's it's hilarious man because the way they do it uh or introduce you to the different groups that you like fight there's like Men in Black, who you have no idea who these people are, like at all. It just says Men in Black, like it, like you know, on Mortal Kombat when it flashes fight on mm-hmm. the screen, it does that, but it says like Men in Black, and you don't know who these Men in Black are. They're just random Men in Black who came up to you and decided that they were going to fight with you. They look like but, mafia. They look. They look like the. They look like Men in Black. Like they wear suits. Yeah, and they have yeah. the sunglasses. They're like the Japanese version of Will Smith in the movie. And, Tommy Lee Jones or whatever, for sure. Uh, but it's just kind of funny because one of the you fight drunkards, so like people who are drunk on the street and walking around the streets of Camarocho, and like the first time you encounter them, <laughs> they're like telling you to stay out of their business because they like want to fight with one another. And then you, your main character Kiryu is like, "I'm gonna like." beat these guys straight and he like beats the crap out of them and then when they're after he beats the crap out of them it's like they have amnesia from all the events that followed i don't know you gotta like see it because it's freaking hilarious when they do it and it's just funny that this story that's very serious and like there's a lot of points of nuance and like heartfelt moments in it uh already i can tell um, it's like a well-written HBO, like uh, 
Sopranos, you know, but of the Yakuza with moments of ridiculous slapstick comedy in it. It's very interesting and it's so well written that you're intrigued with the story and the gameplay hasn't gotten to the point where it's like that terribly interesting to me yet. Um, but the story is pretty gripping. So I think I'll probably keep, keep with it for a while. Yeah. Well, speaking of game pass, I think, um, right now it's got zero one and two, like Kiwami one and Kiwami two, I think are remakes of the first two games. And then yeah. I think literally this week they're going to have added um, three through five remakes to Game Pass. So you can get like a really big chunk of the series all in one place. Um, yeah. So I, I read, I saw that and I downloaded it and then I promptly bought it on PlayStation because trophies and, and it was only like five, $5 on sale for Yakuza zero. And from reading online, I having never played the series before, um, I had kind of gathered that Yakuza zero Yakuza Kiwami two and Yakuza six were like the must play of the series. So to anybody else out there wondering, that's what I gathered from all my reading online. And it seems to be pretty, the pretty common, uh, commonly accepted tact word, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably keep with it. Have you played a Yakuza game? No. I have no idea what it is. I just watched the trailer for Yakuza Zero. <laughs> Looked pretty awesome. And there's a there's a game that it kind of reminds me of, but I mean it's not as modern. It literally goes back to like ancient China. But I'm trying to think of what the game is, and I can't think of the name. Oh, are you thinking name. of Dynasty Warriors? Oh my God, yes. Fuck. <laughs> yes, yes. See, I used to play I'm Dynasty getting... Warriors all the time, and that's what it kind of reminded me of, but like more modern, obviously. John, that's why I was like, what do you mean a Telltale game? Isn't this like a game where you just punch dudes? Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. but And I, I guess it's not a one-to-one comparison with the Telltale game. But uh, but you're I in it for the story cool. is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. For now, and hopefully the gameplay will get like slightly better. Um, but we'll see. But the story is super interesting. So and You got the game for five bucks? Yeah. Sweet. So... If yeah. the store is bad or good, it doesn't totally really matter. Different. It's just five bucks. No, I've already got my money's worth, so it's all good. <laughs> I've, I'm really worried about the... So th- three through six are coming to Game Pass, which means literally all of them except for like a dragon are going to be available through Game Pass. And I just feel like this could break my soul. How so? Because <laughs> I want to get into it. People say such good things and I want to like play the older ones before getting into like a dragon, which is like full of dragon quest references, which we all know as catnip for me. Um, oh yeah. And so <laughs> um, this is like a dangerous thing that they're doing on game pass. <laughs> it could become the year of the Yakuza for me. <laughs> um, Angie, what have you been playing this week? Breath of the wild. I can't get away from it. Just no one away. can. Can't stop. Won't stop. Apparently not. No. And I, uh, was trying, I was telling Chris, I was trying to, I was testing out the waters with streaming, uh, with it yesterday or not yesterday, the day before yesterday. And, uh, it worked out okay in a sense of like, I got it to work, but, (laughs) but the game was a little too loud and I was a little too quiet. It sounded like a little mouse in the background. Couldn't tell me talking about the sand seals and whatnot. So, <laughs> oh, what a good area to be streaming to. Uh, I know, I know. I'm doing the. Is it Naboris? The the camel. 
divine beast or whatever. What is your oh, so how? Tell me the order of the divine beast you've been going in so far. Well, uh, I got the see. I'm not good with the names, so I got the elephant first. Okay, the yeah, water. The Zora area. Yep, and then I did the lizard in the uh, in Death Mountain. That was fun. Uh, almost died. That was I used so many fire elixirs and so many things. Anyway, then now I'm in the Gerudo Desert to get the damn camel thing. <laughs> and now, and then after that, I'm going to go to the Rito Village. Okay, interesting. That's my plan. So, like, I definitely did it in a completely different order. Although I did it all, I think the game like really, really routes you to start at the Zora, and like for sure started with the Zora and the elephant. But then I think my second one was the camel. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think that's the most difficult one from having played them not necessarily the most difficult one to reach but that was the one that gave me the hardest time with the puzzles oh Um, gotcha and then the other two like from that felt very different anyways i don't want to spoil too much about it but i just that game makes me so happy (laughs) i just i don't want i'm not looking forward to being electrocuted so i mean who would but you know it's here we are (laughs) yes i oh that boss fight if you're not looking to be electrocuted just (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not my plan, but we'll see. It's going to happen for sure, and it's going to be hilarious. That's why I wanted to try to stream it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I Speaking of trying to stream, I also tried to stream this week, and I'm maybe going to try and make it a regular thing. So Yeah, I like We'll it. have to see how that goes. But um, anything else you've been playing or just fully attention drilling down into Breath of the Wild? Yeah, basically, just Breath of the Wild at the moment. I just... Uh, I've been, I like exploring, getting into new things and stuff, but I found a new area. Like there's this island on the far west or east side of the map, like an island or whatever. I found a shrine on there and um, some, like a hardy salmon, I think, an armored porgy, a hardy blue snail and a bunch of other stuff. I'm super excited about it. And I finally, I finally was able to accumulate enough money for my house. Oh, sick. I loved getting the house figured out. Yeah. And like furnished and all that fun stuff. So I'm like super excited about it for, you know. Have you decorated with your favorite weapons yet? Not my favorite ones, but I got some pretty cool ones in there. Like I wanted to make sure to have the guardian shield up there. And um, I think I have a guardian spear or the battle axe. I think it's a battle axe plus plus I have up there. Sick. Awesome. That looks really I think cool. it's remarkable how much you remember about that game, Chris. That's what happens when a game is your favorite game of all time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's I so also, long. Like there's so much. I mean, and I don't mean that as an insult. I'm just saying like there's so much that happens in that game. I'm, I just can't. I'm impressed with how well you're able to recall all of those moments. I forgot that you even got a house till you guys started talking about it. Yeah. Well, and I don't like, remember decorating it or anything. So I did, to be fair, play through that game on Wii U and then also play through it like two years later, not all the way through it, but like another 70 hours on Switch after already putting 120 hours or something in it. Uh, so it's imprinted on my brain. Yeah, that would make <laughs> gotcha. sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of things being imprinted on your brain, what are you uh, playing this week, AJ? Has anything imprinted on you? Yeah, actually, I found this like adorable little indie game 
that actually came out last year. October 27th, 2020 was the release date. The name of the game is called Carto. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of this. Have you? I Somebody was talking it up on a podcast about it being like really, really relaxing. Okay. It definitely is really, really relaxing until it's not anymore, but we'll get to that. So it's published by Humble Games, developed by Sunhead Games, and it does this really awesome thing that no game I've ever played has done before where the map itself... First of all, let me tell you, I guess, what kind of game... It's like top-down, so you're just like looking at your little character. And by the way, the character models are adorable. They all have like big, cute eyes, and they're just like peaceful forest people basically and like you talk to you talk to them and like everybody's just like you'll find your way out you'll find your way and it's awesome because when you zoom out into the map you're able to like move the tiles around in order to yeah in order to like make the map go where you need to go or whatever like you'll talk to somebody and they'll be like oh my uncle's hidden in the woods And then you'll see, like, you'll have four tiles that have, like, woods on the edge of them. And then when I put those four with, like, an empty space in the middle, like, boosh, like, this woods square just, like, appeared in the middle where there was nothing and there was, like, a guy on it. Um, So then I was, like, able to, like, walk onto that square of the map and, like, talk to that guy. A good visual representation, I would think, to you is, like, when you zoom out, uh, the map looks like Tetris, how you move the pieces. Or, like, Tetris pieces. Or did you guys ever play like Carcassonne? That's or... exactly. So I'm watching the trailer right now and it exactly the game I was thinking of. Yeah. Carcassonne. If you guys ever played that and that's actually on switch. It's a fun game to play with your partner. Like Sarah and I will just like pass the switch back and forth playing Carcassonne or if that's even how you say it. I don't know. That, I think that's it's Carcassonne it. way back in the day on Xbox live when like Xbox live arcade was new on the 360. They gave that game away. Really? So I think technically I have it in back compat on my Series X. <laughs> Somewhere. But yeah. Side note, Carcassonne's good. But say so yeah, this is like just been an awesome little adventure where I'm exploring this world and it's kind of cool because you'll move the map like away. Like there'll be like a path and um like there's just ways that it tells you which way you need to go. Um so then you like put the next square that way, move over to that one, and then you see which way you need to go move the square you were just on around to where you need to go and then continue on. So like at some points you're completely separated from like the rest of the map that you build, just like on these two squares, like going on some secret path or whatever. It's pretty cool. I am being sold by this and by the trailer that I just watched. It looks Mm -hmm. really, really interesting. And like I said, everyone's super like, friendly and nice and and adorable and like most of the people i don't know if you get a pet but maybe you do but because they all keep talking about how they have like forest guides and it's like their pet like oh the noble vulture and stuff like that (laughs) what are you playing it on aj nintendo switch oh cool yeah it looks like it's on all of the platforms is it on game pass i don't think so well let me look it up (laughs) because i bought another i bought it on switch obviously like this week because it was on sale um the, the holiday sale or whatever was going down so i looked at a bunch of games and it was super cheap so i picked up for like five bucks or maybe ten bucks or something i don't know something like that it was worth it though so chris what you been playing man 
It looks like it was on Game Pass when it launched back in October. I can't oh. speak to whether or not it's on Game Pass right now. Because okay, well, either way, <laughs> what I can speak to no going back are the games that I've been playing. Um, I quick dipped my toes back into Mario 64 and I think collected like seven or eight more stars. That seems like an exaggeration, but um, I am inching my way towards 70 when I can fight Bowser for the final time. Um, and I just am constantly amazed at the openness of those levels. Like I found the, I I'm not worried about spoiling this game since it's like ancient. Um, but I found the snow level that's hidden in the art gallery. Oh, nice. And didn't get the first star until I had already gotten four other stars in the level. Just because I was like wandering around and exploring and like kept getting frustrated by the snowman blowing me off of him (laughs) with his wind breath and like cleared a whole bunch of it up. And then like in the process, um, got the cannon opened up and just launched myself up onto the snowman's head to get the first star that I was having trouble with. And it just felt really good. Um, so it's still loving that game. Um, Loki could have put it on my best of list last year. Um, I watched the queen's gambit on Netflix. Have any of y'all checked that show out? I haven't yet. Mostly because it's like one of those shows that I want to actually pay attention to. And I've been like watching things while I'm doing other stuff. So I've been saving it to the point where I can like just focus on it. Yeah. I don't have Netflix. Wow, what? really interesting. Well, somebody Used will get to, to but I <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, <laughs> the old roommate had has Netflix still so I can steal it. But no, yeah, I got rid of it a while ago. Uh, well, that was like a quick 7 episode like I think my girlfriend and I watched it over the course of maybe 10 days and it got me interested in checking out chess. So I um, logged into chess.com, which is a website, <laughs> um, but they also have an app for iPhones and I'm sure on Android um, and have just been playing against chess bots and trying to maybe learn some of the fundamentals of chess, which has been surprisingly fun. And like after watching that show, uh, really humbling. <laughs> and that's all I'll they, say about that. Do they have like a multiplayer option where we could play a game over like days, you know, I think that is like the primary format of it, but they also, I think have four player chess. Speaking of Ooh. us playing a game, um, <laughs> I would totally play a game just, uh, if you want for, you know, take, make like a couple moves a day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I mean, especially if it's on the phones, I don't know. Like, so there's like a free and a paid version, just like everything else. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how much you can do in a free account, but it's been interesting um i'm very bad and that's what i've learned about chess what's the timer thingy in chess you know how they make a move and then hit the thing yeah so it's literally a timer like each player is given the same amount of time to take turns so like the timer will be set to like 90 minutes per player and so um if you watch the queen's gambit you'll see that the other player pressing the button on top of their timer stops their timer and starts yours. So it's literally like counting down the amount of total time you have to play your turns during the game. So that's what I figured, but I I guess I never knew that there was a limit, a time limit on a chess move, I guess. Yeah, that's like a tournament format thing, if that makes sense. 
And is it seriously 90 minutes? You need well, it's 90 not minutes. like it 90 minutes per move. It's like 90 minutes per match per player. Ah. Oh, I gotcha. And that so like if sense. I need to stare at the game board for 30 minutes, I can. Yeah. But like, oh, wow. It's up a third of my And it's like a strategy of not only like how, what pieces you're moving, but also how much time you're using making each move. That yeah, sounds way too stressful. I couldn't handle that, man. I think it's meant to keep people from staring at it forever because like I think at high level chess, you can like stare at the board forever and like find an out usually if you're a skilled player. Anyways, I highly recommend watching The Queen's Gambit. I think um, overall it's really, really fun and um, the middle episodes are especially entertaining. Um, And yeah, chess.com. Let's, you know, if you have an account, tweet at me and I'll play you and lose and you can boost your score. Um, the last tiny thing that I checked out was, um, I was just scrolling through my Xbox series X and like, you know, I, I think I was like a pretty strong advocate for the reason that I'm interested in that system, um, before it came out was that the backwards compatibility just reaches back forever. And like, if you have a game downloaded once, like you have it. Um, and I know I've gone off on Streets of Rage 4 on this podcast probably too many times, but I was scrolling through my, like, you know, the refrigerator as uh, it's shaped and it feels like, and I found out that I have a, a collection of the first three Streets of Rage games. I already own it. Oh, that's um, cool. I, it's like the Sega vintage collection. It's from back on the 360. And so I installed that and played the first level of Streets of Rage 2. The music in that game is incredible too, everyone. Like, I'm going to just say, like, I stand Streets of Rage super hard at this point. Um, and, like, I'm so blessed to be able to play all four of them, like, just by accident. Um, but the game that I mostly have been paying uh, my dividends in is I am finally making progress in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, mostly thanks to a day of determination and opening up a couple guides to, like, figure out that I wasn't necessarily ready for the boss fight that I had arrived at. Um, so I took down the horse boss. Um, I took down the spear boss and I will leave it mostly at that because I don't have too much substantial to add to the conversation, except that I think I get it now. Um, which is bad news <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know how much further I'll get into this game. Cause it still continues to be really tough. Sekiro, which one did you beat last most recently? So I took out the spear boss and I got really, really far in the um, estate and made it to the drunkard, but then ran away because I know that I'm not ready to fight him. Hmm. Um, I like ran that path a couple couple of times and then I made my way to the horse boss who I'd made it to earlier on um, and was really under equipped for and um, figured out that I needed a couple pieces of equipment and um, a different Shinobi technique unlocked to make that fight go better. And so I beat the horse general. Sweet. Hardcore. <laughs> Very Isn't hardcore. Isn't that one of the first boss battles? That's the first like, boss battle boss battle. Okay, gotcha. That's what but I There's thought. like the generals that you come across that give you the spirit beads. But I thought you had already beaten the monkey boss. Or you haven't gotten there yet. I I think I know there's a monkey boss, but I have not uh, found the monkey boss. Uh, 
Is there a monkey boss that I could have been fighting this early? No, uh uh-uh. Nope. I'm just getting mixed up between two different conversations. That's all. No, no worries. I know, um, I think I'm about to come upon the flaming bull. Um, and I'm so that's a fun tired. one too. Yeah. But, um, I think I get it. Like, I think I understand, like you use a guide, you figure out what you're supposed to do. And like the challenge is in the execution and not in like, just assuming that you have the knowledge. Um, so if my, my metaphor I'm using is if chess players can use books of studying books to get better at chess, I'm going to use guides to get better at Sekiro. Um, but, yeah, but you're that, right, man. Like you can, like, you know, you can play an Assassin's Creed game and not figure out how to do something and you can look up a guide and then you know how to do it. Like, and you can go do it, but that's not how a from software game is. Like you can read how to do it. That doesn't mean you can do it. You know what I mean? It's exactly what you said. Like you have to figure out like it's not the same. You know, you have to figure out how to do exactly what it's telling you to do. And it's not that easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and especially I think, you know, people keep saying Sekiro is the hardest because like you're required to parry to play the game correctly. And like those timing windows are different for every enemy. And it's a new pain in my ass every time. And the the parry is different for every enemy. Like the guys with the spears or sticks that like stab at you and like, it's different what you can do with them versus other enemies. It's, it's crazy. Figuring out the timing on the Makiri counter for spear enemies is really satisfying. Though. It's super satisfying. Yeah. I do remember that once you figure it out, um, yeah. being very satisfying. I'm really glad that it's like one of the first things in the tech tree, because I think, people are more likely to see that and be able to put the dots together of like, Oh, this spear guy's really fucking me up. Oh, there's a spear ability, (laughs) but apparently like very few, like 20% of people beat this boss. So I don't know. Um, not the spear guy, but the horse guy. So already in the, already in the rare achievements category. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, anyways, I'm excited to keep playing that game. I don't know if I'll have much like concrete to say about it other than I, I understand why people like this now. Um, but with that said, and speaking of trying to understand things, <laughs> I think it's about time to jump into some news. Let's do it. News. Yeah. So I think the biggest gaming adjacent story of the week is the story of r slash Wall Street bets and the explosive, and I use that word very specifically, explosive rise of the stock price for the game store GameStop. So starting out, I just want to survey you all and say, what do you think is going on? What do you what do you mean? Like what do you know about this story so far? What is your like grip on what is happening? I guess very top level from what I understand is that some huge hedge funds were like shorting the stocks uh for games or shorting the stock for GameStop and then a bunch of other people were like basically for lack of a better word like let's fuck over these hedge funds and make the stock actually have value which means them shorting it has no value 
or something like that is pretty much what I got <laughs> from it. And I don't know what any of that means. That's what I heard too, but I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> okay. Angie, how about you? Yeah, basically, um, all I heard is like pretty much these the people that don't really have, like a, they have a small percentage of ownership in the stock trying to all come together to have more ownership over the, I guess, a hedge fund or like higher um, owned companies, I guess. So then they're like the minority in the ownership, I assume. I don't know. Oh, no. Sorry, I just pulled the stock tick- ticker up and it's like tracking the after hours price. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I don't know. So um, I read a lot of articles about this because I think it, while it's not necessarily gaming news, I think it is the most like interesting thing going on in the world of games adjacent stuff. And the article that I found that is the most straightforward and easy to understand um, is Ethan Gatch has been um, writing up kind of a summary of what's been going on with it every day uh, for the last couple of days. And uh, his article from today on the 27th, um, GameStop stock drama continues as price soars and hedge fund blinks uh, was the one that I found like the most helpful summary. But um, basically, you are all pretty much on track with the short selling happening. But in digging into this more, it's really interesting. So the Reddit, uh, the subreddit that's driving all of this is called r slash Wall Street Bets. Um, it, I think, can be quoted as describing itself as um, 4chan with a uh, Bloomberg terminal, which um, they mean in all of the ways. Uh, so it has 2.8 million users. I, I think 0.8 of those arrived potentially over the course of this phenomenon, but I don't quote me on that. Somebody threw the 2 million number around a while ago. Um, so basically, these hedge funds were betting against GameStop being able to increase the value of its stock by short selling it. And a very keen eyed user on that forum saw that the price was already above their short stock. So they were already like going to lose out basically. Like the price went up instead of going down. Um, part of that was, uh, in, I, I don't know if you all saw the story that the Chewy CEO and founder brought two friends to like co, uh, you know, co-business people on board by buying like a big percentage of GameStop stock and joining their board. And like he's known for like taking on Amazon with his pet food website and like making an online competitor to Amazon for pet food, right? So that started increasing the stock price. Um, but then long story short, this Reddit just um, is using a technique where you can buy a large volume of the stock without necessarily needing to have the actual price of the stock on hand and like drove a large bunch of money to actually afford the full price of the stock and drove the value of this stock up 800%. Yeah, that's a time, big number. 800%. So it started out like it was in if you look at like a stock chart it'll show the 52 year like the 52 week low was was it like $5 or so, something? 
in the last year, the lowest it's been is two fifty-seven under five dollars. But five dollars is the number that's being thrown around, right? Because if you look at like just over the course of, you know, um, one month on Google's little stock tracker, um, you can go back as far as December thirty-first, and we're looking at like eighteen dollars for this stock price. And this is after that Chewy person got involved, I believe. Um, that it at you know, slowly was inching its way up, um, up, 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 uh, you know, on the 14th, it gets to about $40, but then just in this last week alone, the stock price has, has multiplied eight times at its peak of 347.51 from $40. So that's like eight fold money. Um, and the, the reason, so some of the posts on the subreddit are specifically making this a call to action about like sticking it to the billionaire class, Wall Street class hedge fund people because they are basically putting them in a situation. So I have a very lay person's understanding of the stock market, but when you short sell a stock, what it means is you say this stock has a price right now that I think is a high price for this stock. So right now, I'm going to sell stock that I don't have by borrowing money or borrowing stock from someone with the idea that in the future, it will be worth less money. So I can just buy this stock later and pay it back basically at a better price. So the hopes of like the hedge funds was like, it's trading at $4 right now. I think GameStop's going bankrupt or out of business because that's what everyone, you know, the common like kind of assumption is of GameStop. I think it'll be worth $2 in the future. I'm going to short sell the stock and try and make a profit for my hedge fund on that difference in the 2 to $4. But they now have driven the price up to this $347 price um, with the idea that now all of a sudden these hedge funds are way over leveraged in needing to eventually buy this stock, right? Mm-hmm. In order to pay off their their what they owe in the short sell sell, so just the mechanism of them needing to eventually buy more of this stock is a gas pedal for the stock price, right? Because as you buy it, the price is going to go up. But then the redditors also created a feedback loop of just buying the stock to the point where it was the most traded stock, like in a single day with like five hundred million turns, like five hundred million stocks being passed back and forth in one day, um, I think was the number that I saw. So um, basically they're artificially inflating the price with no basis in like the actual value of what GameStop can deliver Um, with the hopes that it's like taking down these big hedge funds and enriching themselves in the process, right? Um, I feel like I just took a business class or something. I felt like I took a business class when I did all the reading on this earlier today. Um, I really, really want to direct people um, for like a straightforward understanding um, of what happened. And then like some of the links in here as well are like really helpful, more thorough explainers um, to that Ethan Gatch article over at Kotaku. I think it does a really good job of kind of summarizing this. It does a better job of getting more in depth while still being easy to understand. Um, There's also... Um, brother Q uh, at Andy at Andre, Andre is it at Andre Edomise Edomise I don't know 
there is a Twitter user who has created, I think he tries to explain it in seven TikToks um, and supposedly does a pretty good job of keeping it like straightforward and accessible to understand. I like that he did that. That's awesome. So that being said, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, newly put into position by the Biden administration, has this, whatever they're doing at Wall Street Bets, on her radar. Like she is tracking this stuff. So there is a chance that there will be some sort of legislation. I've already seen um, Elizabeth Warren tweeting out about this just being another example of the need for regulation of the markets. Um, comparing, you know, the way that hedge funds treat stocks as, uh, you know, treating it like a gamble and like a casino and saying, you know, you know, now that people are doing it and just showing how not based in any actual market values it can be, it's a sign that it needs to be regulated. And then (laughs) not to make these Redditors completely sound like folk heroes, um, I do want to point out that over at The Verge, uh, Jay Peters reports that uh, Discord has banned the r slash Wall Street Bets server uh, for allowing hate speech. <laughs> so um, sounds like a really lovely community to be a part of on r slash Wall Street Bets. Um, Dude, I have a guess that they're probably they're maybe not as rich as the ones they're trying to subjugate, but they're probably rich. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And so I want to hear what, like, A, did that help explain the situation a little bit? And B, like, does that inform kind of like what your takeaway from this is? Yes and yes. Okay. (laughs) One thing that's on my mind is one of the original posters, because like some of the posts about GameStop, like we all follow gaming news, right? Obviously. And like, I remember being in my apartment when GameStop stock price plummeted to like four dollars back in 2019 right like i was like oh like is this my time to get into the market like the new game consoles are coming out like they there's probably a good chance that they bounce back but i just i don't a i don't have disposable income like that to do it and b like it's just not in my personality to play the stock market but there were posts on this subreddit pointing out like there are fundamental things about this company gamestop that are being undervalued right now the game systems are going to come out, which is going to give them one to two years of solid sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it is somewhat grounded in the stock actually being undervalued. And one of the people who pointed this out in like one of the earliest posts put $53,000 into game stocks, into game stops stock back when this all started um, and is now saying that his trading account for ga- for just his ownership and stock for them is worth $11 million. Um, but that's someone who had $53 million or $53,000 to put in the stock market and play around with in the first place, right? Yeah, not very so many people. That's, yeah, and that's kind of the point I wanted to jump off of with your point, John. Like, you know, these are like nice. <laughs> mildly well-to-do people sticking it to the super rich supposedly exactly um so i just i think that it's fascinating i like couldn't take my eyes off of this story over the last few days just because of like 
it's weird that GameStop is the vehicle for this, but it's not, you know, necessarily tied into like gaming culture other than the fact that they have kind of turned it into a communal game over on that subreddit. Um, I do want to say the after hours uh, price right now, it is trading at 260 and declining as we've been recording this. So this information about like the explosion is happening at potentially the peak right now that we're sharing. And I think the thing that I have in mind is like, someone's going to be stuck with the bag here and is going to have bought stock in this company for more than it's trading for and is going to lose their shirt as they say in the business. Yeah. Dude, and I'm I guessing as soon as the white house or not the white house, but the legislators started getting involved, that's usually a sign to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when the cops come to your party and you're tw- under the age of 21, like everybody starts running. That's pretty much the same, the like stock market equivalent of that. (laughs) Well, and the other thing I want to point out is this got so much traction that um, the stock market, like the stock trading app, um, Robinhood, which I mean, could you have picked a more on the nose name for that right now for what they're trying to, for what the the group doing this views themselves as, right? (laughs) Um, crashed like it, it it like wasn't able to load for people because of how high the demand on it was like they doxed that basically by doing this and the last point i want to make is they um are going about this um to a number of different things that are being shorted um amc theaters is getting uh its stock price driven up just not quite as much as the uh gme stock price and so um they are looking to do this to a number of different short sell stocks um, and put the squeeze on them and try and break these, A, enrich themselves and B, break the necks of these hedge funds. So that's that. That's the Wall Street bets versus Wall Street. Thanks, Chris. That was a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad my explainer made some sense. Um, the next article I want to jump into was... Um, I think simultaneously some cool news, but also maybe something to to cool up some people's uh, enthusiasm a, li- a little bit. And that's um, over at IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbush uh, has reported that EA's brand new studio out of Vancouver, Full Circle Studios, um, is going to be taking the the reins on the new skate game that's in development, um, which people are, you know, they announced um, back uh, last year, I believe during the summer of gaming that they were going to be picking up the skate IP and making a new game, uh, basically based off of people's demand on Twitter uh, and social media. Um, And so a brand new studio is taking the lead on it and is in the hiring process um, for artists, designers, and engineers. Um, So my theory is that the new skate game is further off than having a teaser at the summer of gaming would have indicated. Yeah. I feel like even when it was announced, they it's to me, it seemed like it was a ways away still. Like it had just like been willed into existence and they were just finding it out. But well, yeah, skates turned in skates turned into a meme is what is what has happened because everyone just as a joke is like, where's skate? Like, I think half the people saying that don't even want to buy skate for they just have like bought into the funniness of the meme so i don't even know that as many people as they think are it, it, like demanding skate for but 
Um, I, I know I have some friends that have skateboarded like forever and still do to this day. So um, they'll definitely be excited about it. Yeah, I, I know that that game has like a really good reputation with people who actually skateboard, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Next up, this news feels like it was forever ago because of how much <laughs> I've been uh, following the GameStop stuff. But um, do you all remember when Microsoft very briefly planned to double the yearly price of Xbox Live Gold? Because I do. <laughs> I had a mini heart attack. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you guys are Xbox people. Angie, what did what did you experience when you saw all this stuff? Well, I was like, well, I should get grandfathered in like right now because... Uh, once you grandfathered in, you don't your price. The price hike doesn't happen for you. Only for when you when it happens, then you are expected to pay the new price hike. But if you grandfathered in, you're good. So I'm like, I need to get in there like today, yesterday, whatever. Anyway, so that happened, and then literally like I fell asleep, woke up, and it's like, oh, just kidding. We it heard was, you. You're right. We'll according take it back. according to the article over at Polygon from Nicole Carpenter and Samit Sarkar. Um, it, it was 15 hours until they undid it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like it was so fast. I, um, I think it's concerning for me because, you know, I paid my $1 to upgrade to, um, game pass ultimate. And like, while I'm finding a lot of value out of that, I don't know if I'll stick with it once it goes up to 15 a month, but the idea that I would have to drop down to $10 a month for Xbox live gold, like was a, was like, Oh, I guess I'm just never giving up game pass now. Um, but now that's more of a reality again. How much was it going up to? It was going up to 120 for a year. For Jeez. just Xbox Live. For just Xbox Live Gold. Yes. Um, I know it's like double, right? Yeah, it is, exactly yeah. double. Mm-hmm. It's Good double. Um, there is some like sugar coating to put on this pill. Um, and part of that was that um, what was already, according to some reporting, um, and I don't remember who to credit with that reporting, but... Um, it was already planned to be announced um, that to get in line with um, what the free-to-play games on both PlayStation and Nintendo do, um, they are dropping the Xbox Live Gold requirement for free-to-play games mm-hmm. uh, to play online, um, yeah. which I guess was already planned to be announced, but um, was kind of thrown in to say, oh, we heard you, and not only that, but also good news. Um, which I think is smart. I think it's really important to take that barrier down for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, free to play gaming is such a huge part of the online ecosystem. Yeah. And it's such a big thing that's happening right now anyways, is on online gaming with friends or just in general. So if they were going to, if they were going to stick with doubling it, people would have just been, see you later, Xbox. A good, a good chunk of people for sure. Yeah. I think, that's a really good point, Angie. And it's like, could you have timed the, it's going to cost you more to, to communicate and play with your friends over Xbox mm-hmm. online worse? Um, and I, I don't think you could have. Um, but speaking of PlayStation and PlayStation Plus and subscription services, the PlayStation Plus games for February have dropped. Uh, and let me tell you, it looks like, in, at least in my humble opinion, a solid slate of stuff for people. I don't know what you and uh, you, AJ and John are thinking about this lineup, but over on the PlayStation blog, we have uh, the announcement that destruction all stars is hitting for PlayStation five. 
Uh, Control Ultimate Edition will be on PS5 and PS4, and Concrete Genie will be on PS4. Um, how does that hit you guys? Uh, well, I'm pretty... I mean, I love free... They're not free. I always say that. I love the games included in the PS Plus subscription. It and feels free. It does feel free. And I've been waiting to play Destruction All-Stars since PS5 came out because it was supposed to be a launch title, but it got delayed. Yeah, I remember that. But I'm super excited about it. It looks cool. It's like neon cars driving around, like crashing into each other and exploding. So I'm for that. It's like Rocket League with damage on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll certainly give it a go. I think if you haven't played Control, and it's the Control Ultimate Edition, so it has the PS5 upgrades um, and all of the DLC, which is pretty cool. I know Control was like one of the first games that um, was supposed to be like the prototype game for uh, ray tracing. So I guarantee you it looks pretty sick on a PS5. Yeah. And then... uh, Super what was exciting. it? Oh, I already have Concrete, Concrete Genie, but I, I do think it's a good mix of games for um, a lot of people out there. Like Concrete Genie, I didn't really get into it, but it does have a PSVR mode, and uh, it's a pretty like simplistic game that you. Um, it, it's pretty easy to get into. I think. I guess there's a there's not a lot of barrier to entry there, so I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And Control is fantastic. Yeah, I'm really, really curious, like having used a 2070 to try and use ray tracing in um, Cyberpunk on the PC, I am so curious to see how the PS5 and um, Series X like punch in that. <laughs> in that I'm with you, man, because I've only seen it on my and I don't even know if I've really seen it because I've only played a, a handful of games on my PC and it's got a 2060, so. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how the PS5 handles ray tracing with, I know the only game that I've heard of so far that has it is devil may cry five special edition. Um, is yeah, the I've heard people talk about it at length of in um, one. Is it ray tracing at 30 frames or is it ray tracing at 60 frames? Cause those are I, two very different things. <laughs> I believe it's the 30 frames, uh, mode gives you ray tracing although Dude, everyone I, talks about um the ray tracing mode in spider-man miles morales too so i fucked up and played assassin's creed and thought i was playing in performance mode or whatever i thought i was playing in like high fidelity more mode but i was playing in performance mode and this is like it's like 60 hours into this game when i realize it so then i try to go back to 30 frames so that i could see what like the higher fidelity oh, you, is you've already cursed you yourself with the site you can't you can't yeah. do it anymore like once you go back once you go to 60 frames per second for a certain amount of time like your it's brain so just can't process slower anymore yeah it, like weird it's, does that go like yeah. across games for you like should i start being worried i don't know i guess i haven't yeah. tried anything i don't know what for you john but like for me if I like just don't play anything for a while or maybe if I do play some slower or older games to like wash it away or something I don't know it'll go away yeah you gotta you gotta clear your uh your palate with uh the ginger of an older game yeah clear your mind palate with some Yakuza 0 and it'll go back to normal yeah but you can't go too far back because then you get like some of the old school like 
you know, 16 bit games are all running at 60. So, Oh yeah. Um, good point. And then uh, at the end of this PlayStation blog post, uh, which is from Adam, Michelle, Michael, I don't, you know, me, you know, me and pronouncing people's names. Um, <laughs> there is a friendly reminder that uh, the last chance to download the January PlayStation Plus titles will be um, up until Monday, February 1st. So you have this weekend, everybody, before they're gone forever. Um, yeah, get yourself that uh, shark NATO or what's it called, Adrian? Manny. Manny. Dude, I've heard that was a lot of people are really enjoying that game. And now that I'm talking out loud, I don't know why I haven't played it yet. Gucci platinumed it. You got Have you tried it Manny yet? Yeah, make them work hard. Make them you didn't dig it? No, I like it. It's just. I don't know. Like the gameplay gets a little repetitive, at least to the point where I'm at, because you're just like mashing the same button, like chomping over and over again. It's oh, all okay. about, like, dodging and chomping, which is cool. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people, like you said, will really like it. It just didn't quite click with me. But what's the gore factor like for Angie? The blood gets pretty like pooled on the top, but like mm-hmm. when you come down, there's not like a huge cloud of like blood underneath. But the top of the water gets really bloody. So, oh, speaking of gore. None of you PS5 guys checked out the Village demo? Oh, I did. I haven't yet. Oh, you did? I'm playing. Yeah, I posted the video of the end of it on Twitter, which maybe is a slight spoiler, but it's just a demo, whatever. Oh, and, yeah. Um, when she like, comes at you with the claws? Quick 10-second yeah. thoughts. It has, like, hundreds and hundreds of views. <laughs> oh, nice. I know. I like it. Um, that was a good video, dude. I didn't. I thought you pulled that from somewhere. That looked nice terrifying but you don't do anything in it other than just walk around there's no combat interesting yeah it's like oh, a visual um so yeah it looked really pretty was terrifying i had to like google one thing to solve a puzzle which was really dumb because all i did was like like i didn't look down into the wine glass when i was inspecting an item you know how you can like inspect an item and move it around and i like didn't look down perfectly oh i see what you're like, saying thing inside of it so i had to like google something just to get through the demo <laughs> but then nice. i was like oh this is dumb like i was already looking at this thing <laughs> did, yeah, I, did you try the ps button and was there a video linked no i didn't try that uh, that seems like it's like just something that you maybe missed and not something that's like oh here's the hint to beating the level yeah i don't know it was just dumb that like because I didn't look perfectly down the hole of the glass. It didn't like trigger the button press. Have you played a lot of Re- Resident Evil games? No, not at all. I'm not okay. a big scare- like scaring the crap out of myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really either, which is surprising because I think I've played like every single Resident Evil game. But I'm just wondering what it's like, but I'll find out. I'm going to play it, I think, tonight, actually. Speaking of horror games, the medium comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of horror games, Game Pass has Resident Evil 7 on it, too. So, Oh, that's a good one, man. Dude, I played that shit in VR. Mm, that's something else. <laughs> I don't know if I could put myself through it in VR, but I might give it a shot in, in just Game Pass mode. Is Medium on like all the consoles or whatever with their game delivery system? <laughs> oh, are you saying, like, is it cross-play? Is or it like on Xbox, Xbox Play, Play anywhere? Like, like you play are you talking at- about smart delivery? 
yeah, smart delivery. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a. I think it's actually an Xbox Series X exclusive, and then uh, PC. Like it's like the first Series X game. Series so X slash play it on her Xbox One. I don't know, but I think it is my duty as the Series X owner to check this game out, no matter yeah, yeah, how, awesome. no matter how scary it is. Um, I, so I heard it didn't look that great. Oh, interesting. I I saw some mixed reviews, but it got um a a nine from Gamespot and a eight from IGN. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about it and. If it has like cross progression through Xbox Play anywhere, I might try and stream myself playing it on my PC. But I do want to do my due diligence as the Series X person. Um, how about a mostly normal question to wrap us up here? Let's do it. <laughs> you guys like do wrestling? Yeah, I wrote one down. Is that actually our question? <laughs> I was yeah, say, well, I did find one on um, on Twitter. I kind of stealing it from Zelda Gift World. So they're at Gift Zelda. Um, they asked uh, to have people name a game you played long after it was released, so at least ten years, and you still really enjoy it. So what game would that be? I like that. I have I have one off the dome. Castlevania Symphony Symphony of the Night. That one's good. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of doing this right now with, I guess I'm not sure about the exact dates, but Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. And oh, I did play it back in the day, but I never finished it. And it is a remaster. Really so I'm getting into the weeds here. <laughs> but it's an old game that's old, and I'm playing it right now. <laughs> so, And I, I like it, it a lot. <laughs> it is 20 years, almost. Jeez. 19 and a half. All right, Jeez. so it's older than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was like a very early PS2 game that was like a showcase for how good the graphics looked at the time. Yeah, what game did you say, AJ? Final Fantasy X. It's, that's the game oh, that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like. was too excited to finish the story and got myself into a situation where I couldn't advance and I couldn't go back because I didn't have like the right saves. Mm. And so I just like quit. Like, like I couldn't beat the boss and i couldn't go back <laughs> but now i'm gonna beat it this time around in 2021 how about you john do you have a an old game that's old but that's new again i can't really think of anything off the top of my dome to be honest well i guess uh you were just playing metal, metal game. Yeah, I was just going to, well, I've played those like numerous times, but the only one I, uh, what's the one that came out on PSP that I didn't play until recently? God damn it. Uh, Peace Walker. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker. Portable, other one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I played Peace Walker and I liked it. I would like to go back to it once I can get my hands on a PS3. Uh, but, um, yeah, I haven't finished that one, but I did really like it. I did buy a 3DS off eBay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> say that in my shit. Exciting. What it was I've been playing as well. I wanted to get that in on the podcast because hopefully by the time I record next, I'll have it and have played Monster Hunter Stories. Andrew, so I, I want to hear what you, is, is there an old but new again game for you? 
anytime I play almost any of the Nintendo 64 games that I've played before, like those are always fun to me. Um, like 007, uh, GoldenEye, that one's really fun anytime I get on there to play that. Or um, like, is it Ocarina of Time? That one's mm. also really fun. Now, I've played that game like 10 times over and I'll still play it again and again. I'll still have a good time with it. I was going to ask, do like the remakes and re-releases of games count for this? Not remakes, but maybe like HD remasters. Well, that's what I used Final Fantasy X. So, and yeah. that's and that's definitely a remaster that I'm playing for sure. I mean, then the yeah. list could go on and on and on, you know. <laughs> um, but that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you all so much for joining me for my lecture on <laughs> hashtag GameStunk <laughs> and for joining the podcast. And thanks everyone for listening in. Um, Angie, would you let people know, A, where they can find you on the internet, but B, if you're comfortable, uh, hit people up with that Twitch. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that yet. So Twitch will be coming soon. That will be on my Twitter. I'll be posting that on Twitter. Awesome. At Stellar Smalls. And side note from our last conversation about the pre-order of those 3D Doritos, I totally pre-ordered those and the release date is now February 24th, which makes me sad. How many did you buy? Um, I, I think I bought like six bags or something. Wait, like three of each flavor. How many flavors are there? Uh, there's a two and I can only get one flavor cause the other one was out. So I tried to get the other flavor, but it kept continuing to be out. What flavor did you want? And what flavor did you get? I got the spicy ranch. I couldn't get the nacho kind. The, oh. I think it's chili cheese or something or no chili something. We talked about this. You guys both like cool ranch and I'm a nacho cheese guy. It's pretty. I like them both. Yeah, but line to draw the ranch. Out. I don't know how you couldn't like it. You're silly. You're silly. I'm not saying. All right. Yeah. I'm here for both. All of the flavor powder <laughs> all the time. All the flavor powder. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of flavor powder, um, AJ, where can people hear about your uh, pickle opinions? You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E I D E. Give me a follow. John, what about you? Uh, I am at Johnny Samsonite. You can find me both on Twitter and now on Twitch, possibly with a regular streaming schedule coming to a computer near you um, at VG occasion. I would really appreciate it if people could drop by and give me a follow on Twitch. Um, I want to follow through the path that Amazon hath wrought of gamifying that thing and and see what I can do with that channel. Yeah. And, Did I follow um, you yet? I meant to, if I haven't. I made the MN Gamers uh, podcast Twitch follow me, but I don't know if you did. Okay. Yeah, but um, we're we're breaking into the world of streaming 2021, late to the party as always. But I have like 46 followers. I know yeah. you're you're big, That's dude. Awesome. You're yeah. almost there, yeah. dude. You're on the precipice of that 50 benchmark that they look for, right? I know. I like almost got there, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You, you, and I got afraid, so I was like, I don't know. I'm afraid of success, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fear of success, you can... Uh, <laughs> we're so... Oh, perfect, perfect thing. If you want to terrify everyone on this podcast, recommend us to a friend, follow us on social, 
at mostly MN Gamers Podcast and at the stuff we just listed off. Sign up for our, our monthly newsletter at mngamers.substech.com. Uh, please leave us a five-star review on the podcast listening service of your choice. And most importantly, recommend us to some friends. Tell three friends that you like listening to these chuckleheads talk games and try and give economics lectures. We would really appreciate it. With that, thanks for joining us this week, and we will catch you in a week. Bye. 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 Bye.